Welcome to the Industrial IoT Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. IoT technology doesn't feel like the new kid on the block anymore. Even in 2010, the number of devices connected to the internet per person was already well past 1.8, according to a 2011 white paper by Cisco. But in the grand scheme of things, IoT solutions for businesses still come off as shiny and overly promising. This mentality that often falls in the shadow of emerging technology can keep people from remembering the crucial basics that will doom future projects if not addressed. In the IoT world, this would be data collection, aggregation, and security. On today's podcast, we go back to those basics with Darren Legg and Tyler Gross, IBM Watson IoT Solutions Specialists. Leg and Gross break down why businesses tend to overlook these basic applications of IoT and the potential problems that arise with too broad of an IoT scope. They also give some commentary on the open source IoT revolution and how IBM is helping educate clients on the basics. All right, Darren, Tyler, welcome both of you back to the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having us back. Yeah, doing well. Thanks. Yeah, great to have you both on again. I definitely enjoyed our first conversation. Uh, Fun fact, I'm allergic to all nuts. Not that that has to do with anything, but I had accidentally eaten a chunk of a peanut butter cookie before I did my podcast with y'all last time, and it was brutal. I powered through, I got it done, and it still turned out pretty well in my opinion. So, (laughs) yes, there are no peanut butter cookies this time around. We will be all healthy here. That's good to hear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy. <laughs> but but yeah, it's great to have you both on the podcast again. I'm excited to dig in to sort of a different topic from last time. This time we're going to explore the theme of back to basics with IoT. And I think this is really important. I think it happens a lot with emerging technologies that as they hit the market and businesses start to think, how can I incorporate this into my daily operations? The options that seem most exciting are the shiniest and obviously most promising. But I think if you skip over some of the basics of IoT, you may put yourself at risk of you know some security breaches or I don't know if this might be considered worse or not. They're probably just as bad, but your data is off or you're using it in a in sort of a roundabout way and you end up having IoT devices that spew data at you that you can't even begin to comprehend. So if you don't approach the basics correctly, you sort of doom yourself for the future. So that's why we've got both of you back on to dive into this. So let's just start with... Um, Darren, let's start with you. Uh, and Tyler, feel free to chime in when you'd like. But why do you feel like it's so important to be having this conversation, you know, back to basics, especially when we're talking about bringing IoT power to the business owner? Yeah. Um, and let me preface both Tyler and my answers by saying these opinions are our own, uh, do not necessarily represent those of IBM, but uh, we do work for the Watson IoT unit at IBM and are happy to kind of discuss our experiences there based on our own experience. So that said, yeah, absolutely think it's, it's critical to, you know, to start simple with IoT for a number of reasons. I mean, security breaches, like you said, if you don't think about security from the outset, that's worst case scenario. Um, and it's not a far-fetched scenario at all. And given the, the potential impacts of a security breach in the Internet of Things, cannot be overlooked. 
best case scenario, you, you still, you know, we talk to a lot of customers about, uh, you know, what's possible with machine learning and advanced analytics and blockchain and all sorts of things. But uh, those, and those things are all very possible. Uh, they're not pie in the sky kind of opportunities, but there's easier ways to get started um, and, and per- potentially more important ways to get started. So, you know, just focusing on the connectivity, security, privacy, storage actually ends up being a, a large percentage of the cost of any IoT project. So thinking about that carefully and then open standards so that you're not locked into any one architecture or vendor. Those are kind of the main thrusts of what we see as uh, important fundamental steps. I definitely agree with what Darren said. I'd echo all those statements. Uh, you know, I would say a key feature that uh, in our experience, and we could talk a little bit more about this, uh, we've found that a lot of clients, it's really the connectivity piece and the data aggregation piece that uh, is usually missing in the infrastructure right now in the market. So when you would like to employ some of the more advanced technologies, there's a bit more legwork than you might initially think, because if you do not have that data connectivity and aggregation piece uh, in place. Yeah, well, it seems so odd that such a simple and seemingly you know essential part of implementing effective IoT technology into your business is so often overlooked. Why do you feel like business owners, often when they begin to implement this great new IoT technology that is supposed to make data collection easier and it's supposed to make the analysis of the data more comprehensive, why is that basic level of what they're implementing so often left out of the picture? That's a great question. Uh, I think the biggest piece is that this is IoT is still such a uh, relatively new technology in terms of what we're trying to do with uh, with data and analytics and predictive insights. Essentially, in the past, th- these machines, I would say for probably about 20, 30 years, they already have a lot of sensors. Most machines, I would say, and especially in a manufacturing environment, have many sensors already embedded in them measuring different variables. But a lot of that data is just sitting on the machine and has yet to be pulled together in, uh, and aggregated for analytics. Uh, and, and that's where, really where you get the most value. I remember on our last talk with you, we had spoken about the importance of, you know, of, of, of IoT and how AI really brings value to IoT. Well, in order to get the value from that IoT data set, you need to have connectivity and data aggregation. You can't just... So AI is not that useful or not so useful if you're just looking at you know, data coming from, let's say, one machine. Because that tells you something, but your sample size is pretty small. But if you can have all the machines on that line running, then you start to get some really interesting insights. That seems like the progression, right? I mean, it's going to be once IoT is sort of ubiquitous and everyone is using it, it's going to be most effective when you have every machine under your reign <laughs> kind of processing that information and then you're pulling from multiple sources and therefore the data is going to be more accurate. But you know you can't get there until you have that data collection put in place correctly and you're aggregating the data correctly and you're analyzing it correctly. And it's, it's just tough to reach those big moments of clarity with the technology when the basics aren't there. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about how the IBM team might approach educating 
a business owner on the true potential of IoT, but really focusing on the basics. You know, how do you communicate just implementing the basics and starting there and not letting businesses maybe extend their reach too much because those shiny and promising applications sure are exciting. But you know, how do you sort of quell the excitement a little bit and say, okay, let's start here and then we'll move on? Well, I'm not sure it's a matter of quelling the excitement. You know, we you do want to start with what is the use case? What is, what is it that you're trying to accomplish at the end of the day and kind of think backwards from there? But you, we just want to make sure that we and, and any others really who, who are implementing projects in this space, make sure you backtrack all the way to the fundamental steps and don't just kind of launch in in the middle because you just you, you don't set yourself up for success later on if you do that. And, and actually going off that point, I think that that t- you know, in part could answer your earlier question about why, why do you think customers are, uh, might sometimes want to start earlier or, or you know, start ahead of where they maybe should if they don't have the foundations? Well, you know, usually it's because the business, they come to us because there's a business problem and business goal that they're trying to solve. And usually the business goal is not, there are a couple steps you have to take to realize that in order to solve that goal, you need connectivity and data aggregation uh, before you can, you know, really jump right into machine learning and predictive analytics and all of that stuff. So let's jump into the next thing here, which is going to be giving some examples of when applying the basics has really come in handy for a business. And, you know, you can pull this from anything. I know, Darren, you come from the energy industry, so it might be, industry, uh, might be interesting to pull from, you know, some smart home projects that you might have worked with. Uh, but really looking at... When have start and I'm sure the answer is always right. You're always going to get a better result when you start with the basics. But give me an example of you know a time when you've worked with a business that was maybe a little misguided with where they wanted to place their IoT applications and how you had that conversation to guide them back to you know focusing on the essentials that are going to actually deliver. Yeah, well, you know the good news is it's far more cost effective to start with the connectivity piece as well. So, you know, we'll talk to a customer and try to understand, you know, what is it you're trying to accomplish that, so we'll take, um, you know, IBM as a, as a great partnership with Kone elevators. You may have seen the commercials where a technician walks into a, a lobby of a building and says, I'm here to fix the elevator. And uh, the receptionist says, it's not broken. He says, I know not yet. Um, <clears throat> so that's, uh, called predictive maintenance. It's one of the analytics technologies we'll sell. And, and Kone has done a great job with that for elevators, escalators, people movers. But in that partnership, they they utilized a product that we at IBM called IoT Connection Services, which is um, founded on the IoT platform, but it kind of wraps around it some very basic services that include um, device registration and security keys. There's a fairly nuanced data storage architecture that goes around it. So you, you can kind of keep a certain amount of working memory in, uh, in play for about 30 days. And then after that, you might move data to uh, slightly longer term storage that's cheaper. And then again, you know, maybe after a year, you just kind of archive that data. So you still have it available, but it's not you're not performing analytics necessarily on it in real time. <clears throat> um, so just thinking through those steps makes it 
really easy and cost effective for them to get started. You can do some fairly high level analytics just with that basic uh, connectivity piece already. And then from there, it becomes extremely easy to add on machine learning techniques and more advanced predictive maintenance. Right. And I'm sure that must be a lot easier if you approach the technology from from more of an open source mentality, which is, I think, what you're seeing a lot in IoT recently is, uh, you know, s- some of the black box solutions um, just aren't as handy anymore because I think companies that are entering the IoT space and are bringing these solutions find that they can focus on their niche and they can make it open source. And then, in essence, they're actually, you know, kind of putting up less barriers for clients for business owners to then implement that technology and find use from it. Is that what you're seeing as well? Absolutely. I think that, and one of the big pieces about our, uh, our platform is that we recognize that the, the industry is definitely heading into a place where uh, things are more uh, open source and people are going to be utilizing multiple vendors and not just sticking with only one. So uh, in, in, in all that we do in our IoT platform, or I would say most that we do in our IoT platform, we are vendor agnostic and we have the capability to be flexible so that our <clears throat> our solutions and different pieces can fit well with other vendors' uh, offerings uh, in a client's environment. So, you know, I feel like you have enough of a challenge already sort of getting business owners to wrap their minds around um, – you know the the core essentials of you know what do you need to be looking for what needs to actually deliver for your IoT solutions to be effective now do you feel like there is an added challenge here with even convincing business owners that this uh, these business practices that are so data driven and sort of you know might fundamentally change the way that they analyze their operations um, do you find that there is an extra challenge now of both convincing them to go for this new technology, but then also focusing them in on, you know, not just the shiny, um, exciting side of IoT, but looking at, all right, let's make sure we have the, the very basics pinned down. Definitely. It's, it's difficult when they have this pressing business challenge that they know they want to solve and they want to get right to it. Um, it's hard to sometimes, uh, take a step back and recognize that there's some there's some preliminary work that needs to be done to really get the most value out of the solutions, and that's why it's really great to start with this initial connectivity and data aggregation part of this uh, system because then once you have that, as Darren was mentioning earlier, then a lot of the further solutions, analytics, and machine learning offerings truly do become more plug and play type opportunities where you would really be able to, if you have it already, your data already on a platform, you can just, uh, you know, start running new analytics and software once, obviously, you sign up for the trial or whatever it might be, uh, and seeing results essentially immediately as soon as you start running it. And, and to get a little bit more technical with that response, what you can do once you have, you know, a nice platform that that aggregates all your data, is your analyses can be multivariate. So instead of just optimizing around a single variable or uh, focusing on a specific problem, you can pull in different variables and you can you can see which variables are really impactful on any given any given set of uh, outcomes that you're looking at. And and what we often find um, it, almost invariably is that while customers may have an idea of where they think their bottlenecks are 
what they think might be the biggest causes, underlying issues of, of maintenance or quality issues, they're quite often wrong. <laughs> or at least, you know, at the very least, there's much more out there than they may know. So if you can start to pull in correlations uh, from sort of the dark corners of your operations, you get a much fuller picture of what you're looking at. And I mean, I'm sure that picture becomes even more comprehensive when you start to see that IoT isn't working alone. You know, it starts to converge with AI, with blockchain and and plenty of other emerging technologies. I, I know that's what we talked about last time, that really IoT is most effective when it's working with AI and and there are multiple of these emerging technologies sort of working together. But then that presents, you know, uh, the same challenge, but now on a heightened level, because you have to make sure that you are, you know, you have the basics in check for both IoT and, you know, your AI applications and your blockchain to make sure that your scope isn't necessarily too large, that you you start with the simple data collection, aggregation analysis uh, before you you get too big picture and not necessarily losing sight of the big picture, but not, you know, I guess not losing sight of the small goals, the little stepping stones. Right, right. The pragmatic steps to success. Right. And and I do, I just like to say something that I think is pretty is kind of interesting, and I, I'm not sure the degree to uh, of accuracy with this metaphor, but I, I thought it was kind of a useful metaphor, at least in the way that I understand this market. I think that partially what's happening is we... A lot of clients expect when you have a, a lot of SaaS offerings, software as a service, they they expect much more of a seamless plug and play uh, situation than exists. And I think part of that is because I equate the market that we're in right now with IoT and manufacturing in the industrial sector to essentially you can think of it as uh, is the way the electric car industry is right now. So if you think of it this way, an electric car, aut- autonomous driving, all that stuff. The technology is there, and it's and it's capable of of performing the tasks that that would be required of it to to uh, perform its function in the market for the consumers, right? But the problem is the infrastructure is a little bit too immature for for full mass adoption. So you don't have charging stations every fifty or eighty miles, and 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 so because of that, you know, you don't, and maybe certain security standards aren't in place in the way that people would like. So uh, for those reasons. Not everyone has an electric uh, autonomous driving car. And so in similarly, <clears throat> the analogy is that in this market, we, we do have the, the technologies there. Machine learning is, is there for the most part. All of the you know, software analytics, that kind of stuff is there. But when you go to a facility and everyone has a different environment, everyone has different uh, types of data that's stored in different uh, databases and different ways of, of using it, there isn't really a standardization to allow for seamless mass adoption. And so part of engaging in this and what that standardization is required is this connectivity and aggregation in a more uh, ubiquitous way in the industry. And until we have that, true plug-and-play opportunities are somewhat of a pipe dream. And, and of course, it's case by case, and there are always you know, caveats, but but for the most part, uh, until there's this standardization, uh, the industry is not quite mature enough yet for a true plug and play with some of these technologies. Right, right. And, you know, until we reach that point, then, you know, it's going to be still a challenge to, I think, get people on on the same page for making sure that those basics are in place. Um, because if implementing 
just the basics is still sort of a difficult and um, you kind of have to rework your whole operations kind of process, then I think it's going to be difficult to convince business owners and uh, anyone looking to implement these kind of IoT device solutions. You know, another analogy I use is uh, don't automate a broken process. If we were working with, uh, you know, one client right now that's won a lot of awards in terms of uh, their Lean Six Sigma operations, really streamlining their production process in a mechanical way. And that has been a fantastic client to work with because they, you know, they understand their process. They understand where the bottlenecks are. They've gotten, you know, they've kind of picked the low hanging fruit. Now they're really in a position to automate and move towards advanced analytics. And so, and they have great data. So that set us up really, really well. Right. And and so, you know, that, that example, uh, the reason why it comes off so well is because they did focus on those basics. Is that right? Correct. And so I think that's the main thing we can pull away from this is just, you know, if a business owner is looking to implement new devices uh, and are looking to bring IoT capabilities to their company, it's best to, while you can look at the big end goal, you know, what is it that I'm looking to really solve or gain better insight into with this technology, it's important to then look at, okay, what are the basics here that are going to help me achieve that? You know, what are the specific pieces of data that we need to collect? How do we want to organize them? How do we want to analyze them? You know, what what traits are we looking for here? What, um, what trends are we looking for? That kind of thing is what needs to be at the beginning of the conversation and not something that tacks on at the end, after you're already expecting there to be this grand change when implementing the devices. All right, well, Darren, Tyler, I want to thank you both for coming back on the podcast and giving us a little more insight into this idea of focusing on the basics, right? (laughs) I feel like I haven't said the word basic so many times as I have on this podcast. And, you know, it's, it's important, though. It's important to refocus and get business owners and get the suppliers of the technology as well to educate and um, you know to to sort of help refocus the business owner when they might not know how best to implement IoT because at the end of the day you know we shouldn't expect them to know how to implement IoT right off the bat this is something that the providers the manufacturers the developers um, you know I guess finding a bit of that responsibility and helping guide the business owners where they need to be. So Darren, Tyler, again, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate the insight. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Daniel. And stay away from those peanuts. Yes, (laughs) will do. Will do. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.